What's up, Maniacs? It's Josh. Uh, we are here with volume two of BS Fest mixtapes. Uh, this one is the Songs of the Satanic Panic. I ditched Dennis for this one. Hell yeah, for you did. More, more of an expert friend, Alan. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Maniacs. Why do you call them Maniacs? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I on. No, go on with your business. I, I apologize. No, 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 no. Let's let's get into it here. Let's <laughs> let's discuss it really quick. I think it's because we've talked about this, how like metal bands in the 80s always address their crowds as Maniacs. <laughs> but you guys are two nerds in your bedroom. <laughs> I know. That's the, that's the thing that's great about it. <laughs> Nobody is a maniac for this podcast. That actually dovetails perfectly into what we're going to talk about today. Exactly. And that's why I decided to do this with you, because A, Dennis is on vacation and doesn't want to do a podcast, and B, this is way more in your wheelhouse. My bailiwick. Yeah. (laughs) Your, I don't know, steez? (laughs) Is that still a thing? (laughs) It's still a thing, yeah, steez, definitely. Okay, cool, cool. Your steez is on fleek. Okay, excellent. (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna talk about old guy music here yeah. keeping with the theme of being old uh yeah we put together a list of songs that were either explicitly targeted in the 1980s uh by pmrc and all the other outraged parent groups for being satanic mm-hmm. or just bands in general who who fell into that and there's some rippers. Get ready, everybody. Yeah, I think when the songs that like really like sprung to mind when you when you proposed this to me were songs that like make me think of that era. Exactly. That like yeah. really take me back to that that period in time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's it's interesting because you're a little bit older than me, so I feel like I kind of missed this era. Okay. Like, it was still around, like, I was aware of these bands and stuff, but they weren't quite at their at their apex like they were, I think, like, a few years earlier. Yeah. So, there's for a, sure. There's a couple of the bands that, like, uh, I see that in our first, well, we can get into, like, bands like Venom that didn't, like, I didn't get them the first time around. Yeah, Like, yeah. it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I got into Venom. Mm-hmm. It was... It's like through punk, I was introduced like reverse into Venom because they had that crossover appeal, like yeah, being exactly. kind of t- shit at playing their instruments, but they were all theatrics and ridiculousness. For sure, I just so we were gonna as a poser. <laughs> it's fine. I got into all the stuff in my twenties as well, except for Black Sabbath. But okay. you know, Okay, so we're going to kick this off. Uh, We're going to start with Hell's Bells by ACDC.
All right. Welcome back. I hope you guys aren't possessed right now. <laughs> Man, After... <laughs> they're a weird band, right? Super weird, yeah. They're just like dad rock, like Target t-shirt now, which is real weird. Yeah. But they're yeah, still, it's... and I like them more as I get older. So am I dad now? Maybe. It's, I mean, that's that's the cooler uncle band to be into than like Dire Straits, for example. <laughs> Bunch your tongue. Romeo and Juliet's a jam. Um, so why did you want ACDC on this list? I put ACDC in because they were actually linked to the second Night Stalker murderer, Richard Ramirez. And I didn't actually decide to put in the song that they were targeted for, uh, a song called Night Prowler, mm. because we initially had it down on the list and Alan and I both agreed it kind of sucked. It's just like, it's so slow and boogie-woogie slowed down. It's shitty, like, blues rock. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, a little too heavy on the blues. Yeah. And not, like, good blues, like, that kind of, like, shitty, oh, yeah, type <laughs> of blues. <laughs> <laughs> so we went with Hell's Bells because, you know, the hate hell and the devil and what have you. And this is definitely but, one that I, I remember being on, like, those, like, Christian television shows of, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to listen to this. And it's like, check, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and all of this stuff was basically like a checklist for for oh, kids, yeah. which is the absolute opposite effect of what I think parents wanted it to do, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, so ACDC is on here. Uh, Richard Ramirez, famous for talking about the occult. You know, he... he didn't obviously do anything because of the occult. He did it because he was a highly disturbed individual. Yeah, and piece of shit. Absolute piece <laughs> of shit, yeah. Also, I heard he had really bad breath. <laughs> oh, that's probably the breath terrible of Terrible breath. Yeah, devil breath. Uh, but he was a huge ACDC fan and actually left an ACDC hat at one of his crime scenes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just silly. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, how are you going to lose your ACDC hat? Yeah. So the the media tried to spin this song, Night Prowler, into being in a huge influence on Richard Ramirez. And part of the reason why I decided not to put Night Prowler on also is because ACDC sort of did like a weird backpedal thing. And they were like, oh, uh, no, this song's not about like somebody sneaking up on you and murdering you in the night. It's about uh, a teenage boy sneaking into his his girlfriend's bedroom. But if you listen to it, he says, like, I'm going to stick my steel in you. Oh, yeah, that's his or in your back or something. <laughs> well, that that's like the, that's one of the things that make ACDC weird for me is that like their songs are either about I could swear on this, right? Oh, <laughs> you're talking no. about your butthole constantly. <laughs> this is a Christian. This is a Christian podcast, Alan. They're either like talking about fucking just straight up, like just uh, nasty fuck talk or they're talking about murdering somebody. And might be talking about fucking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, a, a double entendre. <laughs> yeah, of murder sex. It's real murder weird. Fucking. Yeah, Maybe our parents weird. were right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to diverge on ACTC like that. No, that's fine. They, they're one of those bands I've always been ambivalent towards, I think. Like, they have a couple of jams that I'm super into. Yeah. Like, when the classic rock station is on at work. And one of the, the good ones comes on. I'll take my headphones out and listen to that for a little bit. But 
I mean, you can't beat them for Camaro rock. Like, if you're in a Camaro, yeah, exactly. Like, it's either them or Thin Lizzy. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and they, they, I respect them because they found their thing and just yeah. stuck with it. Yeah, like that's awesome. Yeah, they're the Ramones of actually having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's a I'm very making good gross assumptions quote. about the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so up next, we had Into the Coven by Merciful Fate, which is an overtly satanic song. (laughs) And Merciful Fate and King Diamond never backed down from that at all. We're openly satanic. Although he was definitely in the the Levian Satanism kind of angle of things. Yeah. Which was intentionally provocative, especially during this time period. Like they were playing into the, the stereotypes to get everybody riled up for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But can, yeah. can I tell in you? In reality, oh, go on. Go ahead. I was going to ask if I could tell you my quick recollection about hearing King Diamond as like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, please do. Where we all thought like we were all scared of Satan because I was thirteen mm-hmm. and grew up Christian, and yeah, so we were afraid of Satan, and this guy wasn't, and was like, no, nah, he's like my bud, and we're all like, what? Yeah. This guy's friends with Satan. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, King Diamond's friends with Satan. I was scared of King Diamond because I, you know, was raised Catholic. I've definitely talked in in the past about how I was super terrified of getting possessed by the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And even after I got to the point where I was kind of over religion and Christianity and stuff, like, I think I still had latent, like, uh, that devil stuff. I don't know. Sure. Sure. So I remember being like, you know, 12 or so and being over at my friend Chuck's house and Chuck was a metalhead. And his older brother, Mickey, was a huge metalhead. And he had, like, King Diamond posters up and stuff. And I remember, like, just going into his room and looking at pictures of King Diamond. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, he was so, scary. he was like, he was like Kiss, but scary. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. what Kiss should have been. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, King Diamond was awesome because he took full advantage of this. There's so much talk show footage of him going out in full makeup and stuff. Yeah. Or non-makeup, which is also a really good look. When he has just like the aviator glasses on. That like poof of ponytailed hair that he has without the makeup just looks redonkulous. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean, the the amount of free promotion that no one would know about that guy if it wasn't for the whack jobs Christians in America. Oh, yeah, exactly. And like, like Lars, he... like bringing him up and like on shit. But other than that, like no one cared. You know, we didn't know yeah. about it. Like we didn't have the kind of, we didn't have the internet back then. So yeah. Yeah. It was like the Christian exactly. television it's... broadcasting that internet. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have known about King Diamond at all. Yeah. If it wasn't for your youth group making you watch some video about the dangers of rock. Yeah. Well, like, wait, at least not to like the, the level that he was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So then we had the song possessed by Venom and into the coven by Merciful Fate and Possessed by Venom were both on the PMRC's Filthy 15 list. Hmm. Uh, and I, I pulled these ones out because they're the two that deal with the occult. There's uh, some of the bands that we're going to play in a little bit are also on this list, but it's for their like sexy songs and stuff <laughs> or violent songs. <laughs> these are the two that were explicitly tagged as being occult songs. We're both men in our 40s, and you just said they're sexy songs. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that Wasp song that we almost put on here is such a good song. And unbelievably stupid. 
it's the stupidest song in the world but but like that chorus is so catchy it's yeah it's so good uh that song is animal fuck like a beast <laughs> which i actually listened to that one twice today when i was at work oh it's a it's good like jam i never really got into wasp what before which is a thing I think I need to rectify after listening to this. I, I love all the, like, much like Kiss with the Knights and Satan service that, like, thing that got stuck on them. And yeah. ACDC, Angel Come, Devil Conquer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasp got uh, We Are Satan's People, or yes. We Are Sexual Perverts. <laughs> 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 it was so easy to mess with the fucking straights back then. It was great. Yeah. You really got to go on a limb. I mean, they were just looking yeah, for stuff. Le- legitimately so. looking. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Venom. I love Venom so much. And again, you know, it was a band I got into by the time I was in my 20s. And because of the kind of punk connection and yeah, stupid dudes <laughs> playing stupid music yeah. that appeals to the 13 year old in me for sure. Yeah. Even though I didn't listen to them when I was 13, it's it definitely scratches that itch. Sure. Yeah, I mean they're they're you it's that that hellhammer that like there's that like caveman approach to it like of just like bang on instruments scream about satan like it's so good. Yeah. It's yeah, that's a thing I don't think I'm ever going yeah, to stop enjoying. It's going to get me every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and speaking of getting us every time, uh we're about to drop an excellent track, The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Oh yeah. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. I left alone. Was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? Can I believe that what I saw that night was real and not just fantasy? Just what I saw.
Okay, we're back. We started that set off with Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast, which is definitely a song that got a bunch of Christians super riled up because it says 666. I mean, this is the one. This is like the album cover with Eddie puppeting Satan or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And just everything about it was like, primed to be held up by a fucking whack job southern pastor and just be like this is wrong yeah and and especially for them to come to it with their confirmation bias and just 
only read the devil things, you know, not pay attention to the fact that they also have songs about fucking Alexander the Great and like Oh yeah. I I was uh I was talking to my partner about this and in my recollections I was like Iron Maiden is the band that made you feel like you were smart for listening to them when you were 12 cuz they wrote songs yeah. about poetry and shit. Like it was yeah. like I can remember it being in like I think it was in like ninth grade and I took Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner to play in uh, English class. And then I mm-hmm. turned that around and played Alexander the Great in uh, history class. Nice. <laughs> they were nice. like, bring this in. Let's check it out. The song's 13 minutes long. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you run around the room and play air guitar the whole time? No, I'm sure I stood looking at my feet, pretending no one could actually see me. <laughs> I know that feeling well. Yeah. Yeah, but we also dressed like peacocks, so we were very confused, young men. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that look at me, don't look at me thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Iron Maiden is the quintessential band of this. Exactly. Which is, yeah, it's just, it's it's baffling to me because they're so not about that, like... Right. Other than having this song, you know, and having like some songs about ghosts and shit, like. (laughs) (laughs) And Vikings. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess Seventh Son of a Seventh Son is based pretty heavily on like Aleister Crowley. Sure. Leanings and stuff. And and Screaming Mandrakes. Yes. (laughs) God, I love that album. (laughs) Such a great, great album. Yeah. Okay, so after that, we had Better By You, Better Than Me by Judas Priest, which is a cover song from a a 70s rock band called Spooky Tooth. So good. And Priest does an amazing job. They Mm -hmm. always kill cover songs, like do them so, so well. Green Man Alicia is actually the song that got me into Judas Priest because Corrosion of Conformity did the cover of Judas Priest's cover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you were going, you're you're into Xerox copy land at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I picked this song in particular. This song doesn't necessarily have any occult leanings, although I'm sure somebody found some. Uh, this song was specifically targeted by uh, some parents of teenagers who committed suicide, which is a super fucking tragic thing, you know. But yeah, they. The parents claimed that if you played this song backwards, there were instructions to kill yourself in it, mm. which the, the the backwards messages thing is so crazy to me that. Yeah, it was a complete lie. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, you know, that that tendency for people to find patterns where there are none, you know, like you just listen to something and somebody's like, doesn't it sound like this? And yeah. then you listen to it and you hear it, you know, it, it's, yeah, dumb. But I decided to, to put this in because Rob Halford actually spoke in court about this song, um, you know, because they were sued by, by the parents of these teenagers. And his quote made me feel choked up. <laughs> like, I, I read it a few times and got kind of choked up. So I'm just going to read it here. It tore us up emotionally hearing someone say to the judge and the cameras that this is a band that creates music that kills young people. We accept that some people don't like heavy metal, but we can't let them convince us that it's negative and destructive. Heavy metal is a friend that gives people great pleasure and enjoyment and helps them through hard times. So sweet. Just right on. Like that's that nails metal for like a teenager for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna and, go hang out with my I friend. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that nails it kind of now for me as a 41 year old, too. <laughs> like I was feeling a little bummed and stressed out the other day, and I just put on some Dio and just felt better. Well, Dio out is with my buddy. He's he's your ultimate best friend in music form. Like exactly, yeah. He's your heavy metal best friend. Oh, man. Embodied. Uh, yeah, this is not the priest song that I would have thought of, but I really liked why you wanted to include this on the list. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. There were definitely other songs that were edgier or more connected to kind of all this stuff, but I just wanted to bring that up just because it was really nice to read that. Like, I know, I know, Rob Halford seems rad. Like, just yeah. seeing pictures of him and stuff now, like he's super into it. Still, he's wearing like cat T-shirts and. <laughs> He just seems like such a stoked dude. And he kind of always has. And I've always really respected him and liked him a ton. I just watched a video the other day of him looking at like one of their first photo shoots or early photos from like the 70s and just like going down memory lane. And it was it was the most charming thing. Like he's just charming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Such a sweet dude. And he, he seems so sincere, too. And I mean, this this statement is so sincere and from the heart. And I think I I just wanted to drop that in here because, you know, I mean, I don't think Venom cared as much about their fans, but you know, (laughs) I I think Rob Halford for sure, like, you know, Jesus priest cared. Yeah. And so, you know, to accuse them of like being behind all this insidious shit, like making teenagers kill themselves for Satan. Like it's just silly silliness. Absurd. Speaking of silliness, can we talk about the next song everybody heard? Yes. Burn in Hell by Twisted Sister, made popular from being in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) But if you haven't seen it, go watch D. Snyder sit down and fucking hand their ass to them at the PMRC hearings in in DC. Good. Oh man, it's so great. Yeah. Him like like. Oh, I was gonna say him. If you've seen Metal Headbangers Journey. He's interviewed in that, and he just like he's like, I just look like a bad kid walking in. Like he came in in his fucking like his cut, and he had his like frizzed out hair. Yeah. He's like, I just look like a bad kid coming into English class with my homework in my back pocket, and just like sat down and schooled these people, and it's so good. Yeah, just so spot on, and so uh, uh, the opposite of what I think everybody would expect. Yeah, to have somebody like him come in and 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 talk about it and stuff. Yeah, because they were like they were just known for these like almost like Doctor Demento esque like party jams that they did. Of, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Twisted Sister have some great songs. If you go deep catalog on them, they have some awesome. Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was. I mean, it was many years before I heard a Twisted Sister song other than like "We're Not Gonna Take It" and stuff. But yeah, the the chorus to this song in particular was burned in my head because of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, so many people can sing this along with you and have no idea what the fuck they're doing because of that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Because they've only heard that one part from the movie. Which, and the ironic thing is that this song is about like how he's going to change his ways because he doesn't want to go to hell. Yeah. Well, that's how all these songs are. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Venom. They'll mention the devil, but yeah, except for Venom. Venom and and Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, other bands, speaking of other bands who talk about the devil in a more serious way, I guess, uh, we have Haunting the Chapel by Slayer. (laughs) 
Welcome back. That was Slayers Haunting the Chapel. Am I doing my radio voice good enough? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this song and just Slayer are so fucking good. And like yeah. so evil and just, I was so bummed when I found out that Tom Mariah is a practicing Catholic. <laughs> yeah. And they had that song in like the 90s that was like a Rush Limbaugh tribute. What? Yeah, they have a song called Ditto Head, which is what Rush Limbaugh's fans called themselves. <laughs> what the, I, I had heard that they had done a cover of Guilty of Being White yeah, by Minor Threat and changed guilty it to of Guilty of Being Right. What the fuck? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Never mind. Take him off. We're done. <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> I mean, Carrie uh, King's a douche nozzle. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Gary Holt's cool and, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I have no time for Slayer anymore in my life. But like, except for the old, I still listen to them, but not. Oh yeah, yeah, not absolutely. present day. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they just, were they were you know, scary as shit. Yeah, super scary. They were definitely one of those bands I was scared of when I was young, yeah. and then got into later, you know, like and just became obsessed with for sure. Yeah, those first four albums are unfuckwithable. Like, yeah, absolutely untouchable. I almost picked something off of Show No Mercy for this one, but I mm-hmm. think this was a good pick for sure. Oh, excellent. And what did the folks hear after Slayer? They they were treated to yeah, Holy were. Diver by Dio. Hmm. Hmm. What do you say? What do hmm. you say, Josh? I don't know. Just go back. You know what? I say go back and listen to that song again. No, let's just let's just put it back in right now. Play it again. Okay. All right, no, go go back, go back. You're right. <laughs> or, I mean, Dio you know is what? Perfection. When you're done, go back and re-download this episode and listen to it again. Oh, you're trying to get them DLs up. Get them DLs. <laughs> Still waiting to hear from Casper Mattresses, so. <laughs> Dio just exists on this epic, magical level, you know? Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck the song is about. Do you have any oh. idea? Yeah, but I, I can't tell these people. Tell these fucking posers. I mean, They'll I, figure it out on their own. I feel like a part of my soul understands it, but <laughs> my brain doesn't. You know, like the, the spiritual part of me. Are you saying somewhere in your subconscious, you know why the tiger is clean, even though you can see his stripes? I think so. I think so. <laughs> so Dio got targeted because, well, for starters, you have Murray... The, the Dio mascot on the cover, yeah. who is a, a very de- demonic figure. Yeah. Sort of in the background, holding a chain connected to a, a priest. Yeah, who's drowning. Who is, yeah, drowning. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that, that raised the ire of some Christians, without a doubt. And also, I, this is the thing I came across when I was like doing a little bit of research on this. People said that if you flip the Dio logo upside down, it spells devil. What? Which I did it and I could kind of see it a little bit, but I think it's one of those things if you're looking for it, you'll you'll see it. <laughs> okay, okay. That reminded me, do you remember that Danzig shirt that was uh, Jesus's head uh, with like skeletal arms hanging off of it? And if you turn it upside down, the skeleton was jerking Christ off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to Danzig. Should be on this list, but wasn't wasn't popular enough at the time to make the make the cut. Yeah, a little too underground, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, Danzig, that was a band 
I was super into when I was in high school. I think it was, you know, like 90s era metal was where I was at. Okay. Kind of. I think that the the late 80s stuff was a little too old for me, I guess, to really okay. get into until later on. But so you were more willing to like, you know, snap your fingers, snap your neck or. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I fucked with some prong. I absolutely <laughs> fucked with some prong. Little prong, little life of agony. You liked your metal a little groovier is what I'm finding out about you. <laughs> I, I had, yeah. I had some some mosh groove tendencies, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Dio, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Dio, totally not that person at all. Like, yeah. I also Dio's a person I could kind of see as, as being Catholic in some way. Oh yeah, for sure. But ex- except he was like too on point, and he knew that religion was bunk and hooey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like he would, he would go to church with his mom. Yeah, out of respect. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, also, he's good like that. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Dio. Like, e- like even like people who don't listen to metal are like, oh yeah, I'll fuck with Holy Diver. That song it jams. It's a good song. Like, yeah. or Rainbow so in the Dark. God damn it. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost put a, a Dio song on our Mopey Harrigan mix that, that Dennis and I did. Was uh, it- the song "Caught in the Middle"? Okay. Oh god, it just I I had a moment where I was on the bus and that song came on. And I was just sitting in the back of the bus, just like tears trickling down my eyes. That happened to me cornily enough with Hungry for Heaven by Dio. <laughs> okay. That's just something about that dude's heart that gets me every time. That's, yeah, he's just very, there's something very earnest yeah. in, in what he's singing about. And I, it, yeah, I love it. Very sincere and earnest. And I, I, I wish I was afforded the opportunity to give Dio a hug. That's all I want to do. Oh, yeah. I just want to hug Dio. Yeah. He's the... Oh, man. Yeah. So, Oof. yeah. Dio's definitely one of the, the people I turn to when I need a, a pick-me-up. Yeah. But, Josh, enough about Dio. What else did the fine folks hear? Well, they heard Shout at the Devil by oh. Motley Crue. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking jam. It's a great song. Are you going to include the preamble? As well, that's talking about like the destruction of society and the kids who rose up to shout at the devil and all that. Probably not. It's really probably long. not. No. Yeah, it's super long. Yeah. <laughs> so Motley Crue was my favorite band from the time I was like eight years old until fifteen. Like I was yeah. listening to Slayer and Metallica and all that stuff, but like Motley Crue was still my jam. I followed them through mm-hmm. Girls, 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 Doctor Feelgood, but yeah, after that I I tapped out. But but like in this era, like they were just like. Dirty and sexy. And I didn't know yeah. what that meant because I was like eight. <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is what like sexy is. This is like sexy dudes being yeah. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to keep hitting this so hard, but it was like, that's like the memory I have of this band is it's like they were just like this like machismo, but like, but you know, also like glammed like out. A sleaz- like a sleaziness kind of to it. Yeah, very much in that vein of like the New York Dolls and stuff like that, or like yeah. indie pop or something, where it's like there's a danger to that sexuality that they had. Yeah. And yeah. to an eight year old, right like they they made perfect sense. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, some very dumb music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lunkheaded and beautiful. I mean, Nikki Six can write a fucking hook. These yeah. songs have hooks. Like they're great. Oh, yeah. And yeah, j- just to clarify for, for the listeners out there, when I say something is dumb, that doesn't mean it can't be amazing. I'd say about 60% of the music I listen to is caveman music. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's something beautiful and cathartic about the bluntness of that. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, but but Motley Crue was also a band that like because of the album cover to Shout at the Devil, they were on all of these TV shows. That album cover was yeah, on everything for sure because it's pentagrams. Mm-hmm. Just which you know felt very much like they were totally fishing for that. Oh, you know, yeah. they're they're trying to provoke and. And it totally worked. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. you know, one of the many cases of a band's career being boosted by all the rabid Christians burning their records in town square or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It's genius marketing if you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. All Josh. right. So, oh, Alan. Go on. I was, I was going to tell you that we have some bad news. Uh-oh. What's the bad news? We've reached the final song on our playlist. We have. I've enjoyed this time with you. Oh, me too. With you. Talking about heavy metal and the devil. Yeah, two of our two of our close friends. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> they span the heavy metal and the devil span the three thousand mile gap betwixt the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the medium with which which with which our our love is transferred. Exactly, for one exactly the ley line that's just between the two of us. Yes, yeah, <laughs> just the devil riding some hot guitar licks. Oh man. <laughs> That's some that's some sweet love that we share. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is. But let's talk about the the granddaddy of all satanic heavy metal songs. Exactly. I saved this that you know, I saved the best for last with this one. Uh we yeah. have Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Also off of the album Black Sabbath, which is my favorite trifecta when you Triple can get Triple threat. A, yeah, that's that's my favorite thing. Yeah, I mean Black Sabbath I don't even know what to say about Black Sabbath. Like they were so foundational to most of the the heavy music that I listen or no, all of the heavy music yeah. that I listen to, not most of it. It's one of those bands that if you pulled them from history, like I don't even know what music would look like today. No, they're like the, the shit that I listen to. They're the keystone of heavy metal. If you pull them out, the bridge collapses like Yeah, exactly. Like there wouldn't be metal without them. In my note about Black Sabbath, I say they are the beginning and the end, and nothing is more metal than the opening of this song. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just so sinister, and you know, like just yeah. I mean, how many bands do we listen to that have had thunder sounds starting a song off? You know, yeah, yeah, post yeah, post this, you know, yeah, yeah. And just that opening riff is so heavy and intense and dark and it's you know it's the devil's tritone if i'm not mistaken yeah 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 you're right yeah i mean it's just there's nothing cooler than like this song and and for my money there's a bunch of proto metal before black sabbath but we wouldn't call it proto metal if black sabbath had not forged it into what it is like yeah if they hadn't taken it and like crystallized it into this yeah perfection yeah because you can have blue cheer covering summertime blues all day long and then like uh fucking uh who's come to the sabbath like black widow and all these bands that like kind of predate them but then like they just fucking synthesized it and made it yeah exactly they just they turned it into perfection yeah like this fucking sabbath (laughs) fucking sabbath man we're we're reduced to our basest language with black sabbath i just i just get so stoked about sabbath i just love them yeah. and i don't know if this is a thing i've said on the show or not and this is a thing i don't say enough in life the first concert i attended was black sabbath in my mom's womb i was a an unborn baby 
I, yeah, I phrased that really strangely. <laughs> really weird. Like like she had it in a satchel. <laughs> Way up in my mom. <laughs> I was all up in you. Yeah, that doesn't count, right? <laughs> you didn't go there of your own volition, uh, yeah. nor are you aware that you were there. I, I I attended a Black Sabbath a Black Sabbath concert in utero. I, oh wow! So you're like the Nirvana of Black Sabbath concerts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an idiot. Forgive me. That's awesome. It's fine. It's That's, fine. I feel like that yeah. that probably sewed it into your soul being there. I I think so. Yeah, some of that definitely had to have soaked in there. Just think they could have gone and seen John Cougar Mellencamp, and then think about where you'd be now. <laughs> exactly. I'd be, I don't know. I'd have a pack of cigarettes rolled up in my shirt sleeve. <laughs> You'd be the poor man's for Springsteen. <laughs> Why am I taking down John Cougar Mellon Gap? <laughs> yeah, do you have any closing thoughts on this stuff? Before we go, I, th- I assume we're going to go out on Black Sabbath. That's going to be the, uh, the the ending here. Yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to ride that dark wave out. Oh, dark wave. The waiting hands of Satan. <laughs> I hope he's spreading um, his wings. Yeah. I I hope everyone out there has enjoyed this. Um, you know, I hope we maybe introduce you to some awesome devil music for you to get into. Yeah. And the thing about the Satanic Panic series that we did is that, like, I just still get so mad about it. I get worked up. Like, <laughs> I get sure. worked up again, like, dealing with this stuff. Just like, I mean, it's like we said so many of these bands wouldn't be on the map if it wasn't for this boost that they got. But at the same time, like it was so stupid. Well, for me being a kid who was like fully aware when this shit was going on, like, so, you know, I would have been 10 in 1984 and into metal at that point. Uh, And then, you know, just kept going for me. I didn't, I didn't realize like the, the horrendous stuff that was happening, like the stuff that was happening at the daycare centers where people were being falsely accused of, being pedophiles yeah. and all this awful th- stuff. So for me, it was mm-hmm. just like, this was my rebellion. This was my fuck you to the man. Like, oh, I can't listen to that. You know, I'm going to listen to that. Like, you know, I'm going to search this yeah, stuff out. Exactly. You know? I'm going to watch those yeah, video nasties. Like a, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, a beacon for all the troubled kids out there, you know, yeah. a place to go. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's and, what it like, Rob Halford's right. Like it is, it was a friend. It was like, you know, it, it helped shape who I am today. I don't listen to yeah. as much metal as I, I, as I once did, but like, you know, mm. I listen to a lot of soft piano music now, but I'm 44 years old and that's, what's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's the same thing as when I was a guest on the, the, I think episode four with you guys, and I talked mm-hmm. about like emo music and like if I walked into a room now and that shit was going on, I would just and walk right back out the door. But like <laughs> it shaped who I am today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And at the time it was something very special. Yeah. And that's what metal is too. Like, but I still listen to metal, but like it shaped who I am. And like it gave me, I mean, I have a tattoo of Baphomet on my forearm because of this stuff, like because of Bathory, yeah. because of like, you know, how much that mm-hmm. stuff meant to me. Yeah. Yeah, super formative and yeah i think something that stays with a lot of people and is a friend you know still to this day yeah like i i put on some of this stuff and it helps me get through some tough times sure yeah which is funny because that's the thing that it like it still has that impact for people 
you know, like years and years after all of the satanic panic stuff has blown over, it is still this source of positivity for people. And I think that's awesome. And I think that it, it, it triumphed, you know, yeah, in the face of all this adversity and all these indignant, self-righteous Christian hypocrites, you know, like they kept it going. Yeah, and, I, and not to go too far down that road, but I think that that was part of their reason for bucking against it is because, is because we latched onto it so hard. It was like, it was, yeah. it was to, to them, they had Christianity and to us, we had this metal, we had this music and like, it can be anything. Mm-hmm. You can get into like, you know, D&D or roller skating or whatever it is that you're super into, but like, and this was yeah. stood in opposition to them. So yeah. that's why they hated it. Exactly turds Mm -hmm. (laughs) dummies (laughs) josh thank you so much for letting me be a part of this yeah alan thank you so much for coming on it was great talking to you about this stuff and you know like when i like i said when i got the idea to do this like you were the first person that popped up like oh yeah this is definitely alan oh so sweet of you this has alan all over it so that's so nice of you thank you all right well let me get out of this hot attic yeah man it's hot in here too (laughs) shit all right guys so here is Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Enjoy.
Better go and beware 